Hi everyone, this is Chico Hospital for Cats podcast and we are here together uh, one more time with Dr. Colleran, or practice owner of Chico Hospital for Cats and feline specialist. Hi Dr. Colleran. Hi Samet. How are you? It's been a while since we have done one of these episodes together. It has, but I've been enjoying listening to them. They're fun to subscribe to. Oh, thank you. Yeah, especially if you subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, then you get notifications when we get new episodes Yeah, they as well. automatically download in my phone. Yeah. So cool. Convenience. So today, uh, we actually want to talk about the most asked questions about cat food and cat diet and how to choose the food and all that. But the most famous question when it comes to cats and food is the very first one I'm just going to ask you right away is, what should I feed my cat? It's just a general question and how much? You know, the the worst thing that people do is put a whole lot of dry cat food in a bowl and set it on the floor. So there's a lot of ways to answer that question. Cats should always be fed in meals. Because they don't have a very good brainstem center for thirst, they need to get a lot of moisture in their food because their typical accumulation of moisture will come from hunting animals, which are 60% water, just like we are. So there's a lot of ways to answer the question. Yeah, and do you think a part of why people just leave a bowl of dry food out is also very convenient to the person who owns the cat? It is. It's really easy to just throw some food in the bowl and walk out the door. And, of course, people work and they have big lives and lots lots going on. Um, The problem is it creates one of the most serious health problems is obesity. So about 60% of cats that are adults um, and not seniors are overweight or obese. So that's the first problem. The second one is cats who don't aren't bred together or born and live together for their whole lives will actually compete rather than cooperate for food. So you can create some really bad behavior problems and things like that when you do it. Yeah, actually, we posted on social media and said, ask us questions you have about cat oh, food. Cool. And one of the questions was actually, um, multi-household feeding tips. Should I free feed my cats or plant it? And how do I organize which cat gets which food and how much? Um, right now, I only have two cats, but they're fed separately because one of them is younger than the other one, and he likes to push the older cat off of his food. And that's not fair. Mm -hmm. So they get fed in separate rooms. Cats who are unrelated should never be fed together. In fact, they shouldn't even be within eye shot of each other. They should be fed in different parts of the house. And and the, the chance of competition needs to be minimized by multiple feeding stations. Okay, so this is actually a little bit shocking news for listeners probably because everybody likes the view where all the cats' heads are down same time next to each other trying to eat the food and stuff. So it's good to know that actually in the long term it's better to have them separated for that. If the cats are unrelated, they mm-hmm. they will not be relaxed when they eat. And so they'll be constantly checking on one another and you'll see tail flicks and ear flicks and cat, cats will pick up their head out of the bowl and look around and make sure nobody's going to try to steal anything. It's really very stressful. Well, it's stressful for the cat that is not strong enough to fight it back, and we probably don't see it, right? I mean, they do all those, like you mentioned, the tail 
flicking and maybe some other signs with their ears and stuff. And we we probably are not. I mean, by we, oh. I mean everyday person out there is probably not reading those signs and not knowing oh. how stressed it is for their Absolutely, cat. because cats are really subtle about how they communicate. They have great conversations with each other without ever making a sound. And, and those are all about uh, staring, for example, is a mm-hmm. threat. So the, a lo- an awful lot of the behaviors that we miss are really serious stressors for cats. I want to move to the next question because I personally am curious about the answer as well. Uh, <laughs> this, this is something somebody asked, would my cat benefit from a gluten-free diet? No. <laughs> the The truth is, is that the, there are cat foods for every human food fad. And um, there probably are the rare cat that's gluten intolerant because they're carnivores. Mm-hmm. They, were, they are designed to eat meat. And dry cat food has carbohydrates in it. And so, and some of that will be wheat. But most often, the the, the foundation for the carbohydrates are something like corn or rice or oat or barley, things like that. Um, so no, gluten-free isn't part of the equation. Okay. Uh, thank you for that, clearing that up. Another one kind of similar to this question is, if I want to feed my cat raw diet or home-cooked food, is that a good option? It's very, very difficult to feed a cat a home-cooked diet. And mm-hmm. the reason for that is that Partly, they are very texture-driven. So if you're trying to convert an adult cat to a home-cooked diet, the texture of that food will will feel foreign to them. So they're driven Mm -hmm. by three things. They have this powerful sense of smell. Mm -hmm. They have, in conjunction with that, their taste buds. And then thirdly, the texture. And so converting a cat from one texture of food to to a less preferred one can be really hard. And then there's the whole flavor and balanced diet. Now, there are some companies that will help you formulate diets for cats, and I usually recommend people use one of them. They're uh, run by veterinarians, veterinary nutritionists, and Ph.D. nutritionists, mm-hmm. not, you know, somebody's kitchen. Um, yeah. You need to uh, consult with the experts. Raw diet is a whole other set of issues. Um, not the least of which is, as you have seen and I have, in, with increasing frequency, the number, the amount of food that's being recalled for bacterial contamination. Mm-hmm. So if that's happening in the human food chain, it's impossible to think it isn't happening. In fact, we know it is because there have been food recalls and there have been outbreaks of illnesses and things like that. So there are some real serious concerns about feeding a raw diet, not the least of which is the peril to the people living in the household, especially if there's any little kids or older people. Okay, so it's not just not a good idea for the cat, but it's also really difficult to manage for the people in the household not to get any problems related to the raw Right, raw so, you know, managing it. The, one of the reasons why we really try hard to sterilize a cutting board after we have raw chicken on it for example even human grade chicken is for those reasons mm-hmm. here is an interesting <coughs> one and i'm kind of curious about this one as well so question is is one type of food good enough for my cat in the long term or do i need to change it every few years like let's say you found the ideal dry food you are rationing and giving it a plant and it's been three years and do you need to change it 
Well, I think that there's a couple things to think about. One is, particularly when cats are healthy, they're more willing to try different foods. And so you'll see a cat who is trying something new, and they'll go up and sniff it for mm-hmm. a while. Mm-hmm. because, And that's one way to investigate whether this might be something safe to eat. And feeding a, dur- a variety of foods, not necessarily every couple of years, but feeding a variety of foods throughout a cat's life, can really prepare them if you ever have to change their diet as they get older. Okay. So if there's a health problem, for example, and they need a particular diet in order to manage that health problem, if that cat's only eaten one thing its whole life, you're never going to get him to switch. That's a good point. So you know how we always say cats don't like change, but in this case, I guess you're saying slowly get them used to the change of foods in the future when it's mandatory or crucial, they can actually be able to change. Yeah, cats, I mean, cats do like, they, li- they, they like their routine. Mm-hmm. And so that's a, we talk about cats hating change, and they really don't, they really do like their routine. But they also are curious. Mm-hmm. And, and changing it up isn't such a bad thing. It's, it's interesting to them. It gives them something to think about. You know, so I, I wouldn't think of it as something that you should stick with for years at a time. Mm-hmm. I guess we can say controlled curiosity is what's the best for them. (laughs) (laughs) That's one way to look at it. Though I don't think in my own case that my cats are actually controlled about in any way whatsoever. Oh, uh, I I have a hard time believing in that. Okay, so how about this one? Do cats need vegetables? (laughs) (laughs) No. Um, What they do need is some um, vitamins and minerals and things Mm -hmm. like that. So what's important isn't so much what's in the in the ingredients in the food but what's important is the nutrients in okay. the food so some some cat a lot of nutrients must be sourced from meat because they don't have a pathway to convert for example flax oil won't won't be convert, converted to omega-3 fatty acids you need to use fish oil or some other mm-hmm. oil that is a meat based so so it's really important to think of this as as nutrients not ingredients and um and if you think of it that way then no not necessarily fruits and vegetables and you know there was a fad not too long ago where everybody was putting at antioxidants in food and so i saw this cat food come out with blueberries in it <laughs> unnecessary <laughs> okay that's good to know a uh, good message there blueberries unnecessary <laughs> um, <laughs> so this is a little bit more the negatives one of the negative questions but somebody said i heard about the 3d diet is it real is it a threat and by 3d she means dead diseased or dying other animals meats being produced to become cat meal basically you know i get get why that question came up have it you be- heard of 3d yeah, but it's it w- it started out as part of the whole mad cow disease okay. epidemic. And that was a type of organism called a prion that came from uh, the production of food that used um, animal byproducts and mm-hmm. so on in cattle feed. And, um, and there's now one that's killing a lot of deer. So I understand mm-hmm. why people are concerned about it. The most important thing to think about is where you're getting your food. Mm-hmm. Um, the truly ethical companies that have board-certified veterinary nutritionists and Ph.D. nutritionists doing their um, nutritional research and formulating diets that are meant for a carnivore like a cat 
don't do any of those things. Okay. So ethically sourced food is really important. Yeah, so I guess connected to this question is if you do go to a grocery store and you're looking for the cheapest unknown food, there might be a chance maybe there is a 3D related situation there. Oh, I, you know, I don't know. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know to what degree there is, but and in, and to be honest with you, some really inexpensive cat food is really well formulated. Oh, really? Yeah, and and so, but you don't want to you don't want to think about it as a can of cat food. You want to think about it as a company producing food. And just as you know, there are certain places I would be reluctant to buy my own food. I feel the same way about mm-hmm. cat food. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Here is a more specific one. When you have kitten and you're feeding kitten food, kitten type of food, what's the sign for you or the age that you say, okay, this cat needs now adult type of food? Uh, that's a really good question because it, the, like so many things, the answer is it depends. <laughs> <laughs> so if you have a cat that a lot of cats are being neutered at a very early age now. Mm-hmm. And so one of the most important things to do while you're watching this cat grow is that the cat doesn't get, get overweight mm-hmm. before it gets to its full size. So you want to make sure that you feed kitten food through the growth phase monitoring all all along the way to make sure the cat's putting on muscle and and not so much fat so it's it's the individual cat usually we say about six months Mm -hmm. is is good there's the differences between kitten food and adult food are are largely about the amount of protein because these cats are growing really fast Mm -hmm. and they're growing their bones really fast so there's extra calcium and phosphorus and when those that growth spurt starts to slow down they don't need so much kitten food anymore yeah so we can say uh if it depends on each cat maybe consult with your veterinarian and see what's the best timing but overall it's six months yeah about six months is about give or take yeah and Mm -hmm. i would you know that's the thing that is so frustrating is that People get a lot of their nutrition advice from people who work in retail and not their veterinarians. And mm-hmm. and we really do have a lot more information than the clerk at Walmart. Of course, yeah. Good point, actually. So one question is, I heard my cat is a predator and needs a lot of meat in its diet. Is that true? That's absolutely true. <laughs> Good call. The cats are what we call a hyper carnivore. And that means that they have arrived at a nutritional dead end. They need meat. There Mm -hmm. are certain nutrients that they cannot get from anything other than meat. And those nutrients are essential. And so um, they absolutely need meat. We now know how uh, pretty much how much protein they need. And and we know how to compose that protein into a form that um, gives them a complete and balanced diet. Yeah, so I guess that's why we see mostly seafood, beef, and turkey, and chicken, all that stuff out there. So there's a reason for that. There is. I mean, you, you know, the... Not the blueberry. No, no blueberries. <laughs> and the, you know, there's uh, all these fads, and and, uh, and some of them are, you know, based on good health advice, and so, so on. People who are um, gluten intolerant shouldn't have gluten and all of that, but... The, t- the truth is that what cats need is a well-formulated diet that is largely made of animal protein. So my cat, I- this is not me, but the question is, my cat eats my dog's food. Is that okay? No. <laughs> that was an easy question. I know it is. The cat Dogs are, are, are not carnivores. They're omnivores like we mm-hmm. are. So there's a lot more... L- um, 
latitude in formulating dog diets because they can get some of their essential nutrients from vegetable sources. And so those foods can source out certain amino acids, for example, in the carbohydrate family because it's less expensive. Mm -hmm. And so, so that the, the, those nutrients will not be usable by a cat. Yeah. I mean, now, if they get a, the odd piece of food every now and then, that's not a problem. Yeah, I was going to say it's not probably hurting them if they do it every once in a while, but it's not beneficial at all. No, you c- you just can't feed your dog and cat the same thing. That's all there is to it. Yeah. Senior cats. We talked about kitten. Mm-hmm. And I know you personally told me in the past what senior cats need more when we were discussing patients and checking uh, mm-hmm. you know, files down here in the hospital. The, what's most important for a senior cat's diet is the question. Well, the first thing is is to make sure they keep eating because, mm-hmm. you know, health problems increase as cats age. And so making sure that they're, they're, they keep their muscle condition really good and that they continue to eat well and maintain their weight is, is usually an important consideration. We now know, though, that a very good-sized group of older cats begin to become less efficient at digesting nutrients as they get older, particularly fat and protein. And so some of these cats actually need to eat more in order to maintain their normal muscle condition. And and they also may need more protein than they're getting in a lot of the senior diets. We know a lot more now than we did before about mm-hmm. that. So they actually even need to eat more than usually do but then that's a very hard thing to do for an older cat because you know they're aging and they're having other problems starting to merge and i guess in that case we can be a bit more flexible of what we offer and maybe offer some different options to get oh sure you know um the the most important thing is to make sure that they're taking in enough nutrients and the way to know that is that is to be able to look at them and feel their muscles and make sure those muscles are as good as they used to be and but by and large if you solve a health problem in an older cat they'll continue to eat what they need Mm -hmm. it's just a matter of getting them looked at regularly and make sure if there's something going on that you intervene if they've got a a painful tooth yes heck yeah i'm not going to eat either of course yeah so can treats be a part of the diet and are there different good options or bad options of treats yes treats should be used only for training Oh, okay. The way to use treats is to get what you want. Hmm. So if you want to train your cat to walk on a leash or you want to train your cat to stay off the couch or you want to train mm-hmm. your cat to come when she's called, mm-hmm. um, all of those things are the way The way you get that is to find a really desirable cat treat. And all cat, uh, cats are all <laughs> different. But my, my cats actually love that freeze-dried chicken that's made. It's made in the United States, mm-hmm. and it's little little chicken pieces but you know cats this is remember this is going to be a small part of their daily caloric yes. intake and they need to work for it so you want to make sure that's a highly desirable very tasty thing that that particular cat loves the texture mm-hmm. of and that way um, you can teach them to do all kinds of wonderful things yeah when i read this question i remembered the type of treats called greenies for the dental purposes because a treat doesn't just have to be a plain treat because that one for example i like that one because it also adds to maintain or you know help with the dental condition of the kitty oh absolutely i mean there are a lot of them that are formulated to do specific mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. and if your cat loves that cat treat you know that's a bu- that's a bonus yep <laughs> you're one of the lucky ones there it is <laughs> 
So, well, questions are generally these, but I want to ask you out of the questions just myself, what is your favorite cat food? What oh, just just <laughs> in general, what's <laughs> your favorite cat food? <laughs> if I had, if I could raise every kitten um, in the world and teach them to eat canned cat food, a mm-hmm. high quality, highly high protein canned cat food, that would be my choice because and it would it would be formulated by a company that has at least a hundred PhD nutritionists and veterinary <laughs> nutritionists in their lab testing food and making sure that it's complete and balanced and good for cats. Um, because of the moisture issue, you know, mm-hmm. one of the things that we know about older cats is a lot of them develop kidney problems. And they do so very slowly. And there's one theory out there that says that because cats don't drink enough water through their entire lives, if they eat a dry food diet, that it may be one of the things that, that it comes into play as the kidneys start to age, that there may be um, a reason to investigate that more closely. But because they don't drink enough water, they're, they're, they concentrate their urine, and it's really hard on their kidneys. So if I could get them all to eat nothing but canned food, I would. Is this something you are trying to practice on your own cast too? Or Actually, do you have yes, and I have food? succeeded. Oh, really? For the first time, I have both of my cats are off of any dry food at no all, way. except for treats. Yep. I did not know that. Yep. I, wow. I failed. I failed for years because most of the cats I get, I get them as, as adults. Yeah. You know, they're rescues and stuff like that. And they're and already used to they're it. They're already, they've already decided that what food is and food is dry food. And mm-hmm. so transitioning them is really hard. But I will plug the one thing that really tipped them over the edge in making the transition was I started putting Fortiflora, which is a probiotic, oh, yeah. in the food. They both loved it. And so I made the transition using that as a tool to help them get, get over the texture thing. Interesting, because uh, Fortiflora, with my own uh, personal experience in the hospital, always is something positive for the cats when you sprinkle it on dry food or canned food. They yeah, like and it's it. a really good probiotic, too. Yeah, so. it is, yeah. Uh, what do you think about the chip-activated feeders or, uh, you know, timed feeders, all this stuff that does it itself and gives them a certain amount of food? Per day, if I'm, you know, I think there's a new one now that will work with canned food. Up until now, I haven't been really crazy about them because they basically they are for dry, dry food. food. Yeah. yeah, but in busy households, multiple cats with different dietary needs, it, they're they can be really a game changer and really helpful. The other thing that a couple of my clients have done over the years, though, that's sort of like the the poor man's feeder, is if we had a fat cat and a and a skinny cat. And the fat cat needed to be dieted and the skinny Mm -hmm. cat needed to be able to have access to food all the time. I've had my clients build these little plywood houses where the door was too narrow for the (laughs) fat cat to get through. Yeah. That is is cruel, but effective no, i like it. it it was really effective <laughs> and bu- people are busy you know they got to get out and do their job and take care of their kids and all the rest of that stuff so anything that we can do to to make it easy to a- accomplish yeah, the things we need yeah that's that's a wonderful tip i guess we can end this episode with that poor fat cat watching the skinny cat <laughs> going through that hole and getting the food while he or she has to just w- watch it all day <laughs> <laughs> all right well thank you for joining uh, d- unless you have something else to add uh, to the food topic here and the diet no but i hope maybe this will start another conversation and maybe we could ask again and mm-hmm. if 
people listen to this and have more questions, they can post them on our Facebook page. Absolutely. I actually think it might it might be really nice for us to have one of our clients on this podcast and, and let them tell their experience on what they're doing. That's a great idea. Yeah, so that was absolutely great idea. In the coming episodes. Well, thank you for joining us, Dr. Collin. You're welcome. It was fun. Thank you. And uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. And we are on Chico cats.com slash podcast on apple podcast and spotify please follow and comment if you like and we'll see you next time thank you bye bye